Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I am your host this week, Marcus Keller, joined, as always, by my excellent co-hosts, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And Tyler Erlinson. Hey, how's it going? Not a lot of news this week for the Canucks that I can think of. <laughs> yeah, you wish that was the case. Uh, nothing <laughs> nothing significant coming to mind. Before we get to all of that Canucks stuff, though, uh, I will just remind our listeners real quick that our fake sponsor is just in place of a real sponsor, which uh, we think we will be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Candy Corn Flavored Oreos. Much like the new Sportsnet studio, it shouldn't exist, and those who created it should be fired. Candy corn flavored Oreos, because we hate kids too. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a thing? That's gross. That is I know. disgusting. I know. It, I saw it. It was on promotion this week at Save-On because it's like yeah. a Halloween flavored orange thing. <laughs> like, I almost bought it just to bring it here to see what you guys thought, but I decided to just... Leave it on the shelf where yeah. it belongs. Yeah, we're not Ugh. putting any money into our fake sponsors. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but that just an awful, awful creation. Like, Jesus. what? Like, candy corn alone is bad. Whoa, you're going to put whoa, it between whoa, two whoa, charcoal whoa, discs? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Don't tell me you're a candy corn whoa, guy. Whoa, I love candy corn. Oh, oh no. no. Dude. But candy cane, <laughs> candy corn Oreos sound freaking terrible. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I like Oreos, not a candy corn guy. Oh, I, I just, like Oreos, too. But there's no oh, shot I'm putting them together. <laughs> right. I no. just I think they've just ran out of ideas. They're just putting anything in between two pieces of Oreo chocolate and calling it a cookie. Like there's some weird shit out there now. Yes, there is. That's just uh yeah, big big L for the Oreo department there. Mm-hmm. That's uh no good. Speaking of L's <laughs> Hang on, we're not just if, if you want to sponsor us, because if you heard that and thought, hmm, I think I will go try some candy corn <laughs> flavored Oreos. Uh, and you want that to be your product, um, you can always reach us via email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail.com. Also, definitely give us a follow on Instagram at Vancouver Boys Podcast, TikTok at Vancouver Boys Podcast, Twitch, where we are doing very well, by <laughs> <Yes>. the way, <laughs> at Somehow. Vancouver Boys Podcast, uh, yes. YouTube at Vancouver Boys Podcast, and Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore. As I said before, no Canucks news, so moving right <laughs> on to uh, Goof of the Week, if that's okay with you guys. Well, I mean, they're kind of the same thing, so uh, okay. <laughs> no. I don't want to talk about this. I bet you don't. Okay. Well, at time of recording, uh, the most recent Canucks game was that against the Buffalo Sabres, uh, which they came out with a less than impressive effort and lost 5-2 to two, somehow to the Buffalo Sabres which I would be really embarrassed about if they weren't undefeated right now. Yeah. What looked, is going on? You should still be embarrassed. It, it, I, looks, well, it looks like they're going 82-0. <laughs> How is that happening? I don't know, but Craig Anderson seems to be a brick yeah. wall. <laughs> this kind of happens every year with the Sabres. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but like each of the last few seasons, they come out and they start decently well, and then the wheels just fall off. Every year it happens. But it's been ages since they've started 3-0. and yeah, they it said may, it was 13 maybe, years. Yeah. Maybe, but what I'm saying is that, like, the beginning, like, their Octobers are usually pretty respectable. Like, usually they're still in the hunt in October. True. You know, people haven't wrote them off by yeah. the end of October, but... 
so far, like you said, they're already three and zero. It's pretty crazy. It's it's funny that you mentioned that because I feel like the Canucks are also starting in a very typical Canucks fashion in that they have now played the Edmonton Oilers, the Detroit Red Wings, the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Buffalo Sabres. Out of those four teams, which team would you guys say is the best? The Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, they definitely have the best roster. I would agree. That's the team we beat. The Vancouver Canucks do this every year. They start the season. They will lose to just jokes of rosters. And then they go play some powerhouse. Like in the past, I remember it's been Boston. It's been St. Louis. It's been teams that have been in those seasons considered unbeatable. And we'll beat them. Mm-hmm. Right? Pittsburgh had a running joke for like three years that they couldn't beat us. And they yeah. were Pittsburgh when Pittsburgh was good. Yeah. And we that, were awful. It was that joke that Besser would score like three goals a game against. His first Pittsburgh. two games against the Penguins, he had five goals. And yeah. I was at one of them, the hat trick on home ice. Hey, I was, I was there too. Really? Uh, yeah. I love finding out when we've been to the same I game know. before <laughs> we knew each other. I was sitting, actually, I've been to every Pittsburgh game over the last like four or five years. Oh, damn. I have been to none of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, well, damn. I'm not a Penguins fan, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was yeah, it was a crazy game. I remember that's the only hat trick I've seen live in the building for the Canucks. Well, let's not get too far off topic because we're not talking about the Canucks' successes. We're talking about the embarrassment against the Buffalo Sabers. Right. And and some of that can maybe be put on the poor defensive play due to Quinn Hughes being out. That shuffle. He's one guy, man. I'm so sick of this. Yeah. Well, was Buffalo? Wait. No. Finish uh, your thought. It's not like Buffalo is missing their best player. <laughs> well, I don't think he's technically a saver. No, <laughs> he's not, not. Not for very much longer. No. But I, I hate this narrative that Canucks fans keep coming up with, like Quinn Hughes is just going to save the defense. But, like, no, he's one guy, and he's the most offensive defenseman they have by a long, long shot. That's, so he's not going to come in, and suddenly their defense is going to get so much better. That's I, true. I disagree. I feel like... Yes, he's very offensive, and he comes in. He brings that entire different element. He runs your first power play unit. The first power play unit looked horrible, and a part of that could be because Hughes wasn't on it. Defensively, yeah, he's not the greatest, but it does change your defensive lineup. That's what I was going to bring up. Because now you're putting Hughes back on the first D pairing with Pullman, and you're not splitting up Myers and OEL, which Myers is horrible. But he does play a little bit better when he's with OEL and not when he's playing with, like, Tucker Pullman or something. So it, it just changes the entire dynamic of your defense is what I would say. It gets Brad Hunt out of the lineup, too. And, ooh, and Luke Shen. Yeah. Did not, oh. Neither one of those two looked very good. No. Did you guys see that one goal that uh, I think Hunt went to block it or whatever, and it just bounced off of him and straight to uh, – was it Oposo on the back door? I can't remember yeah. who it was. Yeah. But, like – and it it wasn't even like a well attempted block. It looks like he was trying to get out of the way. And they also had Brad Hunt running the second power play unit. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I will say this about Brad Hunt. He is a certified local boy. He's he's a certified, certified local, local boy. boy. He also he gets no credit though. <laughs> he also is known for having a really good shot from the blue line. Like you can talk all you want about the other things that he cannot do, but his one thing is he does have a good shot so i can see why they would try to throw him back there especially against a team like buffalo that should be beatable yeah but buffalo has a lot of penalty killers on their team yeah we'll we'll put it that way (laughs) ultimately i think that that game though gave me a bit of a look into the dysfunction that's going on within the team and i was gonna say this last week 
but I wasn't totally convinced, so I, I didn't say it. But I'm going to say it now. Okay. I don't think this is a playoff team. I don't think they make the playoffs. Dude, this was one game. I know. Like a week into the season. I know. I know. But I think if I had taken more time to think about the division a little bit more and to think about how they're trying to force these players together, I don't think they're a playoff team. I, I don't think they make it. I think they're the first team outside the playoffs in their division. But I don't think they make it. No. I, I'll, I'll fight you on that. I, I don't think so. It, it's It's a bad... Not only are we just starting the season here, and Buffalo is actually playing quite well. Like Credit where credit is due. They didn't play a bad game. They look quick. As we said, Hughes is out. Besser, this is his first game back from injury since halfway through the preseason. He, he looked all right, but you could tell his shot wasn't fully there, right? There's pieces to this team that weren't there. And yeah, they're going to battle injuries over the season, but I'm, I'm, not willing to, uh, I'm not willing to bet against them all year because of one bad game. I'm just saying that I don't think they look like a playoff team. They don't look like a team that makes it to the playoffs. They look, like I said, dysfunctional. They look slow. They look disorganized. They look like they're banking on set plays to score goals, and they can't They can't yeah. create opportunities. Again, I just I, I don't think this team pans out this year. I think it's going to be a rough year. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope that this team proves me wrong and that they put together a better season than it looks like they are going to. I, I think with this team you need to take away the structure and give them a little more freedom. You need to give Pedersen a little more freedom to have fun with the puck. You got to give Hughes a little more freedom to have fun with the puck and just see where it goes. Give the guys a little confidence. And then once the confidence comes in, then you can start running your set plays because you're going to have way better success. But until then it's like Jake said, it could be, could be a rough season, but I do still think they make the playoffs. I, I think out of that game, and th this went very under the radar, the thing they have to figure out most is their zone entries on the power play. It was painful to watch. Like, well, their zone entries, their zone entries at all. Like, power play or not. They no, can't the power get into play the zone. is the worst. The power play was For sure, the worst. But all I'm saying is they can't get into the zone. No. Ever. And, and they're, they're too good of a team not to be able to do that. They have too good of players not to be able to do that one simple thing. So I, I'm not sure what their issue is there. Yeah, it's like they think that they can just get over the line make a move and then go across ice but like the defense are there yeah. you know they have to move the puck deeper into the zone go get it or power on the outside button hook like this is stuff you learn in peewee and bantam yeah you know, it's how to break into the zone and they just can't do it it's insane um getting to maybe a bit more of a positive note here pod colson not only has looked good and and looked okay in uh, buffalo last night he had a beautiful assist that spinorama behind the back he scored his first goal in uh, Philadelphia. It was beautiful. Walked in off the half wall, just sniped it short side corner. He, he looks great. He looks great. Yeah, I think he's still got a lot of growing to do, obviously. He um, he looks a little scared at times where he, where he just doesn't want to make a mistake and he's not as hungry on the puck as I think he should be. But once he starts playing a little more and gets a lot more comfortable, then, yeah, he's going to light it up. But that goal was sick. Yeah. It was a nice shot. Yeah, I think you're, you're right. He definitely he needs to be more confident with the puck, and he needs to be ready to be beaten off of it, which I don't think he's comfortable with the thought of. You know, like he's probably always been the best player on his team, or he has been for a long time, and he's in a league where he's just not. Yeah. And that's okay. He's going to lose the puck in, in battles. But, like, if you don't take those chances, then you'll never grow. The, the one place I love him the most is the board battles. You, you, I didn't realize how big he was before he came over here, but Jesus Christ, the guy's a few inches taller than most people he's playing against. Yeah, he, he's got to fill out. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, he's a tall kid. Uh, strong strong on, on the boards from what I've seen too. Mm -hmm. um, Hamannick's off the payroll. 
suspended with no pay. Yeah, this is a short-term fix, though, because you can go and sign somebody to fill that void, but if he comes back... We have to clear space. We're in trouble. Yeah. I I think they've got to be either exploring a trade or hoping he'll just retire because he's got to... Something's got to happen. We can't just have that $3 million on our cap that we need to pay for a defenseman right now, as you can blatantly see from our play. And he's sitting at home in Manitoba dealing yeah. with a personal matter, but that, but that's not okay for the team. However, we do have some more good news though, in that the Vancouver Canucks will open at home at 100% seating capacity. So we could be looking at the first sold out game in over two years at Rogers arena. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun to have all the fans back in the building. Like uh, like we were saying a couple of weeks ago, you and I, Marcus and I, went to a, a preseason game. Yeah. And it was fun to be back in the building with the people. You know, they've got a lot of cool graphics they've they've done up in the offseason. Um, they've got some more crowd engagement things that they've been trying out. So it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun for people to get in there and, and get going and be kind of shoulder to shoulder with people again and, and cheer on the Canucks. So I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing it. The atmosphere is going to be fun night in and night out, whether you're there or not. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been to a game, so it'll it'll definitely be nice to to get in there and and get to a bunch of games. I think the last one I went, I, well, I was going quite a bit at the beginning of the last season or not last season, yeah, but the before season before, COVID, yeah. yeah. And it was a ton of fun, but it's been it's definitely been a minute. <laughs> yeah, no kidding for everyone, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm pumped because I'm going to be at that home opener. Mm-hmm. I got the ticket, so I'm very excited to just. Be in the atmosphere again, you know, because even the preseason game, it was fun to be there and have the experience. But the 50 percent crowd, as cool as it was to kind of stretch out and move seats and stuff, it, it's just not the same. No. You know, so I, I'm really excited to just be reminded what that's supposed to feel like. Yeah. One more piece of almost Canucks news here. Jonathan Dolan scored <laughs> yeah. uh, twice, twice <laughs> in his first game with the Sharks. If any of you Canucks fans... No, I'm kidding. You all know who he is. He's the guy we got for Alex Burroughs and then didn't do well in Utica, so we sent him over to San Jose for Linus Carlson, who plays in Sweden. Uh, Dahlin has just made his NHL debut and scored two goals uh, for San Jose. Yeah, they were the first two. Again, they were against Montreal. They've had a bit of a rough hey, start. Hey, they went to the, the finals last year. Montreal is a good hockey team. Yep, they uh, they are a good hockey team. Yep. When they have Carey Price in net, apparently. Yep. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, the Montreal Canadiens are not a very good team, at least this year. And that's why that makes them. What a goof! The biggest goofs of the week. Of course they are. Of course they are. They've started this year 0-4. Um, of course, we don't know what they will do in the near future. So if you're hearing this after they have hopefully finally won a game, you know we'll have to, we'll have to touch on that next week. But so far... Yeah, they've had a really rough opening to the season, and the teams they've lost to have not been good games. Like you mentioned before, Jonathan Dolan. Two goals against them in a 5 to nothing blowout at the hands of the San Jose Sharks. Great team. Yeah, yeah, the, the fantastic <laughs> San Jose Sharks. Yeah, it's rough. That's uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's rough. I mean, again, I, I still can't get over the fact that Buffalo is 3-0 and and Montreal is 0-4. That's crazy to me. Yeah. You know what? Montreal is just an, I don't even know. They're, they're kind of a gong show this year. And um, they just interviewed Mark Bergevin. And he's like, yeah, don't worry. The team's going to be fine. We don't need to change anything. <laughs> All right. Your uh, captain and your goalie are on the LTIR. So 
Well, that's one thing we didn't even talk about is that Shea Weber's out, and uh, I believe we might have brought this up once before, but uh, they, they mentioned that it looks like it's unlikely he will play professional hockey again, which is obviously devastating. He's a great guy that's known around the league, but uh, this could actually have some devastating consequences. Why? Why you bring this up? For the Nashville Predators. Why? Why you gotta bring this up? Um, <laughs> they will have to pay five million dollars in cap recapture. Per year. For the next five years. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of That's money. almost two Travis Hamannicks. That's well, all right. We're going into know. a rebuild anyway. Oh, so. oh, oh he said it. Oh, my he God. He said it. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm shocked right now. Well, he probably thought after that embarrassing loss to the Kraken. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You want to talk about the Preds right now, do you? It, it feels a really good after all that Buffalo <laughs> shit that we had to talk about earlier. Yeah. Uh, they've had a pretty rough start to the season. Um, the, <laughs> giving the <laughs> Seattle Kraken their first franchise win. Yeah. I want stings. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Just gives them a banner they can put up. Yeah. You see the tweets from Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like they also look okay. Duchesne's had a pretty decent start to the year. Johansson looks kind of whatever. But, I mean, this team is so weird, right? Like, they have pieces that make it look like they're a good team that might be going for it. But then yeah. they also just have, like, no one on the fourth line, no one on the third line. And their defense has been picked apart. And then they go out and they sign uh, Matthias Ekholm to a four-year extension on a fantastic contract. And it's just like, I don't understand what this team is or what they're trying to be or what direction they're going in. They just they confuse the hell out of me. And they've had a really rough start to the season. But then they go out and they beat... You know, the LA Kings, who have also had a really good start to the season. So it's like this weird back and forth between are they going to be a good team or are they finally just going to give in and rebuild? And and I also saw something about how Philip Forsberg is in trade conversations. It's just exactly. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, fuck, are you going to, are you going to tear it down or rebuild or are you going to go for it? It just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, well, if we can just, solidly say now that we've transitioned out of goof of the week and we're almost on goof of the week B. Um, <laughs> we could also bring up the fact that Cody glass was just sent to the AHL. Exactly. <laughs> Another move where it's like, okay, so they're not going to go for it because they sent down this kind of like young, great player. But then again, he's had a really rough start great? To the season. Is he well, great? He, should, he was a high draft pick. He should be, but so was only you levy. He's not great. Yeah. Well, all right. I, I get <laughs> it. Extremely great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, this team just baffles the hell out of me. And I think, and also because, like, ah, I could talk about it forever. But I, and I won't, but. You could argue you have. All right, all right, I get it. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Speaking of great, the Blues look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do look good, don't they? They've had a good start to the season. Jordan Cairo, holy shit. Yeah. He looks good. He's got uh, some highlight reel goals already this year, so. Yeah, I'll say. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> We all are. Yeah, we are <laughs> on the edge of our seat watching the St. Louis Blues. But, yeah. I mean, like, this team's uh, Achilles heel is going to be their goaltending for sure. Nah, Bennington looks lights out. Nah, he looks nervous. He's, he's winning the... He looks nervous. He's winning the Vesna. Which um, is up to up for debate. But uh, later on in today's episode, I think we talked about we're going to get into our predictions for Vesna and Norris and blah, 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 and all that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll work something in there. Uh, don't want to spoil it too right, much. But right, right, we'll, yeah. Uh, there's a little foreshadowing that yeah. spoils what we're planning on doing for it's you. It's not foreshadowing. You told them <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. what's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of foreshadowing and things happening again, Nikita Kucherov 
on LTIR. That ain't I, like, that's just deja vu. It's, it's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, man. And they said, oh, don't worry. This one's only going to be 10 weeks. I heard not r- 10 months. I heard rumors they were going to try and go after Eichel, who would also be on the LTIR. <laughs> but uh, then if that was the case, they could go after Malkin, and then they could have all three come back for the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> something tells me Eichel won't be back for the playoffs. Hey, you never know. Oh, that'd be nuts. Somehow something about that team does strike me as the type that would go after Eichel, too. Yeah, well, but like, what do they not? have to offer? Yeah, not much. Some first-round draft picks and Taylor Radish. Yeah, right? It's funny, like, everyone's been talking about Taylor Radish for years, about how he's this blue-chip prospect, but if he's such a blue-chip prospect, why hasn't he made the team yet? They're just, they're too deep. Right, yeah. You're not going to put him on the third or fourth line. He's just not that kind of player. I think you're defending him too much. I don't. I just think he's a bust, <laughs> but whatever. Guy's unreal. Don't worry about it. Yeah, well, I don't think their team's in uh, in any danger here of starting to suck right away, so I think yeah. they'll they'll live without him for a while. However, a, a player that a team might not live without, Dylan Larkin, suspended for one game for roughing. Uh, that was for the sucker punch he threw. Did you guys see that? Yeah, he dummied Matthew Joseph. <laughs> Speaking of Tampa Bay. I didn't see the uh, the incident, no. He kind of, he got, I thought he was boarded, that Larkin was boarded. And uh, when he picked himself up off the ice, uh, Joseph was coming into the zone again. And Larkin just turned around, threw his gloves off, and smoked him in the jaw. Really? He had no, no idea it was he, coming. He left his glove on. Oh, did oh, he? Yeah, and he just Oh, he ripped him off him. after. Yeah, yeah but he, he just, just smoked him in the face. It, I hate to say that it was funny to watch, but it was. Yeah, like, it man. looked like a scene from Goon. Dude, that Detroit team's a rough team. Did you watch the when they played the Canucks? I, I did. I happened after, to be like, there. Is after like every whistle there was a scrum. Well, Garland was starting shit all game. Yeah. That was so fun to watch, by the way. Oh, did, yeah. Did it doesn't you, make any sense. Did you see Zadina's interview after where he called Garland a midget? What? No, he called it he called him an angry little elf. No, no, no. In the oh, interview after oh. he called Garland a midget. He's like, Yeah, I guess he's a little midget. That, that's why that's why Jesus. he tried to reverse hit me instead of actually fight me in the corner. No, oh, I didn't see that. Here, we're going to show Jake the Larkin roughing incident for the first time here. We'll hear his live thoughts. All right, heads in the boards. It gets Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, more of like a clothesline than a, <laughs> a punch. Yeah, you, you see what I mean, though, how like it shouldn't be funny, but it is. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah especially because I don't think Matthew Joseph really sees it coming at all. No. He just kind of like gets well, no up. No one would. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dylan Larkin, just as he's getting up, just throws a hook at him. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, but I uh, know I hope uh, I hope Matthew Joseph's okay. Yeah, no, I, I from what I've heard, he is. He hasn't suffered any injury or anything. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we're actually going to jump over to Boston, where uh, they have signed defenseman Charlie McAvoy to an eight-year, nine-point-five million-dollar monster contract. Charlie, Charlie McAvoy <laughs> is not worth that much money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, what do you think he is, Darnell Nurse? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't see McAvoy playing 60 minutes a game. No. <laughs> no. However, and I've, I brought this up before, and I know this one isn't even Jim Benning's fault because no one knew about this, but we could have had McAvoy instead of Ulevi. They went in the same draft, and McAvoy went late in the first round, and Got it just pains me that we could have had McAvoy. Got to be honest with you, though. McAvoy at 8 by 9.5, I think I'd rather have Ulevi. Yeah. <laughs> that's so much money for him. We wouldn't be able to afford McAvoy. Yeah. I'll tell you that. No, that's true. Who's to say that they could have developed him properly, though? 
maybe if the Bruins had Ulevi and the Canucks had McAvoy, it would have been the same story. <laughs> I wouldn't go that yeah, far. McAvoy's a bust. No. no. Well, Ulevi, again, we've talked about it. It was mostly injuries. It wasn't as much personal development as it was that he spent almost half of his career between getting drafted and his NHL debut. 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 That sounded really French. Debut. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> He All spent right. almost well, fucking whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Hey, Frenchie, come on. Wee <laughs> oh, wee. Oui, oui. What were you even trying to say there? Debut. I, oh, I was. I was debut. No, but I know what word you were trying to say. I was like, "What's your no, point?" He, he spent almost half that time on the sidelines. Like he was Ole injured. Levy? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah, yeah. Levy was injured. It was mostly his leg and his knee. I think his knee's in his leg. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know it, that, that shit. So yeah. Yeah. I, no, there's no there's no secret here. Like. You love he's had a rough last couple of years, but I think ultimately what ended up getting him run out of town was his work ethic. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> when he came into that, uh, the camp out of shape and he couldn't do the bag skate yeah. and then he didn't look good in the preseason. It was kind of like, okay, you know, how, how many chances, right? Yeah. Not that they were all his fault, but that one was. Yeah. No. So anyway, you guys see the Calgary Edmonton game? I sure oh, did. Oh yeah. I watched it at your house. Marcus. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You both did. Yeah. But, Man, what a game. That that just reminded me of like, yes, this is what Saturday hockey is supposed to be. Yeah. You know, it's fun that they have like a good rivalry. The yeah. Battle of Alberta is back. Yep. <laughs> it, 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 you but, sounded like the announcer there. They have. <laughs> it was just great to watch. It's high octane hockey. It's fast paced. They've you got McDavid, you've got the Calgary Flames. <laughs> Who I'm sure have some good players on them. Do Darnell they, Nurse. <laughs> the Calgary Flames literally just brought in all goons. goons. Yes. <laughs> like, but that's what that's what made the game fun though. Exactly. Yeah, you knew Calgary was gonna lose before it started. And but it was had, entertaining. Yeah, and Edmonton had Cassian against <laughs> Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but it was fun to watch. It was so fun to watch. Just always love that. Coleman looks good. He got a goal. Yep. He looks pretty good. It's funny. He looks like a really good player on a really bad team. <laughs> I feel bad for guys like that. McDavid looked okay. He got a fucking hat trick. Yeah. That was uh, that was pretty good. Yep. Yeah, that guy's all right. <laughs> Mike Smith, though, who's uh, going to be injured for a bit here. Yeah, they're in trouble. It's the risks of having a 40-plus-year-old goaltender. Yeah, well, maybe uh, Miko Koskin can come in and... See, make something of that contract he's on. That man looks older than Mike Smith. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was just Mike Smith cares so much. Oh, yeah. Like, that guy wears his emotions everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, he just always seems like whenever a goal goes in, he's just pissed. <laughs> he can kill someone. And he, one thing I got to say about him as a goalie, he never gives up on the play. Like, you can be watching it, and, like, you can see the cross-crease pass about to happen. You're like, this is going in the net. Yeah. He doesn't care that it's going in. He's yeah. trying, yeah. you know? I, I love that. I love that in him. Yeah, I think he's probably one of the players in the NHL that wants to win the Cup the most. Yeah. And he, he genuinely thinks he has a chance in Edmonton, and good for him. Yes. Uh, I know. <laughs> Maybe he should go back up Darcy Kemper in Colorado, who does not look very good. Yeah. Maybe start over Darcy Kemper. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you guys that team. Everyone has that team pegged. Oh, well, they're gonna do well. Well, 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 yada, well. Yada, yada. McKinnon's first game was last game. <laughs> That's true. Landeskog has been suspended. <laughs> yeah. So they are missing, or they were missing, a few big pieces that are now finally back. Yeah. I don't care. I still think that everyone's overrating the Colorado Avalanche. I don't think they're as good as the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the Blues look really good to start the season. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. Out of the three of our teams, the Blues definitely look the best. But really thinking about it, though, if Colorado can fix their goaltending, what's stopping them from winning the Cup? If they can address the goaltending issue. But if they can address the issue, what's stopping them? But Nothing. But how do you address that issue? Goaltending is the hardest position to fix. Yeah. But the, come on. There's got to be some good goalies on bad teams that they'd be willing to sell for, you know, prospects or... Or, you know, firsts or whatever. Which the they problem are going to want Colorado's. The problem is, is all of the good goalies that are on bad teams. Well, those teams are undefeated right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Craig Anderson. <laughs> there's but one good goalie they're, they're, on a... They're just not good goalies. Well, they, There's one good goalie on a bad team I can think of. But uh, there's one host Thatcher here that Demko? isn't going to like it very much. That's your oh, Demko? You see Soros. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Imagine, Shut up. imagine Shut up. Soros. <laughs> oh, like they. And that, Rantanen. That's what I mean. The Finnish connection. If if I'm Joe Sackick, Nashville can name their price. Because th- think about it. That is a guaranteed Stanley Cup. You see Soros on the current Avs roster. That's a Stanley Cup. That's a dynasty. Kel, so, Kel McCarr. Hey, you said, you said he could name his price. Well, well, Kale, well okay, Kale I didn't McCarr. mean... Yeah, fuck, you want McKinnon? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm Kale, thinking... Kale McCard, Nathan McKinnon, yeah. and so, Miko But here's, here's the thing, though. They're divisional rivals. Like, it but, would but take here, here's the thing. so much this to is, get UC Soros I, out I, of Nashville and in to Colorado. I'm going to enjoy saying this more than you know. Um, well, it's probably stupid then. <laughs> what do you keep saying about Calgary? Calgary? Yeah. No, I don't even want to have this conversation with you. <laughs> I'm not you, having this conversation with you. saying, bite the bullet, admit it's a rebuild, get rid of anything that's worth something, and start again. Okay, Jacob Markstrom to Colorado? Yeah, possibly. That's that's probably more likely than <laughs> yeah, Soros, yeah. But I think Calgary is just a year or two ahead of Nashville. <laughs> Nashville will get there. This year will probably convince David Poyle that he's like, all right, we got to do a rebuild here. But he doesn't really do rebuilds. He does like he does like a Minnesota Wild rebuild where they're never bad enough to get a good pick, and they're never good enough to win a cup. So they were almost good enough one year. Yeah, it came close. <sighs> Ryan Kessler hadn't taken Ryan Johansson. Anyway, <laughs> fucking ref didn't blow it dead. Anyway, let's not get into my trauma. <laughs> it it's fun though. It's fun yeah. to do. No, I need a break from that. Okay, you know what? I need a break from this podcast. So let's let's throw it into the break. Alrighty. Uh, stick around. We'll be right back on the other side, right after a word from our fake sponsor. Stick around. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> woo! <laughs> Jet woo. I'm going to make you a woo sign to bring to the Abbotsford game. Good. <laughs> I want one. I'm going to get you a Jet Woo jersey. <laughs> Fuck the boys. Bring it on. Abbotsford Canucks Jet Woo jersey. All right. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Woo. Do you want the home white or the green jersey? Neither. <laughs> All right, you get green. I'd rather just have a towel that has his name on it. <laughs> just wave the towel. Woo! Sure. Yeah. Sure. We'll <laughs> get, get like, give it like a little noisemaker. Yeah, yeah. You just spin it. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Great. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Candy Corn Flavored Oreos. Much like the new Sportsnet studio, it shouldn't exist and those who created it should be fired. Candy Corn Flavored Oreos. Because we hate kids too. 
We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Uh, let's jump right back into some more news. And uh, right on cue with our usual segment coming back from the break, Evander Kane. <laughs> Speaking of right on cue, Jake with the sound box over there. <laughs> We are talking about how he needs his own like theme music. So that's there, it. There it is. That's the Evander Kane sure. theme music. <laughs> For now, okay. Sure. Well, speaking of Evander Kane, <laughs> he has been suspended. 21 games for... 21. That's so many games. For breach of COVID protocol. And to the best of our knowledge, that's for submitting a fake vaccine card. Yes, sir. Legendary. Quarter season, gone. Just like that. Yep. Like what, What's funny about it, too, is that there's players that are playing unvaccinated. And for the most part, it's fine. You know, they, they can't cross the border. They can't play Canadian games. But they can travel within the states. They can play those games. What, what's the guy doing? <laughs> like, why lie about that? I, I think this man's a little smarter than people are giving him credit for. Well, he got caught, so what, what What do you think this genius is, Tyler? Well, a friend of mine knows people in the Kane family. Oh, okay. Hmm. A little insider, insider a little, knowledge a here. insider knowledge. Okay. All right, continue and, there, uh, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> he says that everyone close to him seems to think that he hid all his money with members of his family. So he just started dishing out all his money. Because he had these debt collectors coming in after him uh, so that he could file for bankruptcy and not lose any of his actual money. So he's actually really stupid. <laughs> now, <laughs> now he's fucked over his whole family. Well, they're not gonna they can't come after his family for the money. But can't they file legally? Like, yeah, can't they file um some sort of legal paperwork to get the money back from them if they know that he moved it to them. It's a strategy I've heard of before when people are getting sued. They just move their assets to other people so they can say, ah, I don't have anything. You can't take anything from me. So, I mean, hey, it's, <laughs> maybe yeah. he's still rich. There's a lot of weird, I'll, I'll admit, there's a lot of weird technicalities with that where like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but... Yeah, the man's just running around with his mom's credit card. <laughs> yeah, she's got $6 million a year on it. <laughs> she's got all these weird direct payments from the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she's a new general manager. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, boy. But well, no, 21 you, games are going to be without him, and it sounds like they're going to be out without him for a lot more than that because it sounds like his time in San Jose is pretty much done. I would think so. Yeah, I think his time in the NHL is probably done. Well, I, I don't know but, about that. I'm sure there's some team that'll give him a chance. Vancouver. <coughs> yeah, no. Well, right? No, I don't think he would ever want to play in Vancouver. Round out the top nine with Vander Kane. Have like a third line of a Vander Kane, JT Miller, and Vesely Podkolzin. I just I don't <laughs> think any team's going to want him on their third line. But well, did you guys hear, enough to play there. Did you guys hear Vlasic's quote about him? No. Vlasic said he put himself in this situation. On our side, we're just concentrating on hockey. So it kind of sounds like they're already trying to forget about him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, 
that that's not something you say about a teammate that's coming back. Yeah, no, he's obviously they just want to forget about it and move on. I think they're also probably pretty embarrassed with how they've been doing lately, and they want to. You well, know, they beat make, the Habs. Make the well. So every, everyone everyone's else. beating the Habs. <laughs> now they want to make the headlines about the the hockey, not about the guy. Speaking of a team that I think would like their headlines to be more about hockey, the uh, Ottawa Senators are having a little bit of trouble selling tickets. Their last home game registering just over 8,000 fans, leaving approximately 10,000 empty seats in the stadium. You would think they're uh, running at half capacity, but they're not. (laughs) I I wish I knew someone who'd been there who could maybe give us some reasons on why that could be happening, but I I can't think of anyone. Can you, Tyler? No, me neither. It's because their arena's in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) I've said it so many times. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's like a gravel road. It's literally the middle of nowhere. That's why people don't want to drive all the way out there to watch a game. So that's fair. If they built the stadium in Ottawa, like it should have been in the first place, they'd have no problem having fans. But because Melnick's a cheap ass, he didn't want to build a stadium in downtown. And so they can't get people out to the games. Shocker. I seem to remember too, uh, the year that they were in the third round of the finals there and lost to the Penguins. The 2017. Third round of the finals. Third, you know, third round of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, that they, that was 2017. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? No, you just said a couple years ago, but it was, well, yeah, it was, it was a few, it was like four. Okay. A little while ago. Well, way, 27, way 2017 is kind of burned into my brain for a few reasons, but yeah, I guess it way, is. way back in the day when the predators choked and choked, they were cheated out of it anyway. Anyway. And during the process, um, the Ottawa Senators were even struggling to fill their stadium in those games where I believe they uh, had a few games in the third round that were not sold out. And then there was a bit of a meme afterwards where they removed a bunch of seats from their stadium because the idea was, hey, if there's less seats, we'll sell out easier. (laughs) Instead of, you know, put the stadium in a reasonable place so people can watch. Yeah, it's... It's obvious, like, the biggest problem with that team is management, and specifically Eugene Melnick. All these stories you hear about them, they could all easily be fixed if it was, he would just sell the bloody team. Everyone there, the fans, the city, government, everyone's just sick of him. And I think Pierre Dorian's probably sick of him, too. But Yeah, well, what can you do as the GM, right? Yeah. I'm sure Benning's sick of Aquilini, too, but, you know, what can yeah. you do about it? Uh, Speaking of teams that are maybe mismanaged a little bit, the uh, Arizona Coyotes are uh, maybe very soon going to be without Phil Kessel, who's made it very openly known that he does not want to be where he is. What do you guys think are some possible destinations for such an interesting character? Vancouver. No. (laughs) There's no chance that he would come. Not only that he would come here, that we would want him in the first place. Hey, we like trading with the Coyotes. Clearly like to give them whatever for OEL. Now yeah, we want Too Kessel. much for their diminishing assets. <laughs> yeah. So now we're going... What does Kessel have? One year left? Yeah. Yeah. This is the last year of his contract. Yeah. So they just retain all the salary. All the salary. Yeah. We, we take Kessel and give him a decent little prospect or a high draft pick. Arizona can't even afford to pay their rent. Yeah. They're not going to retain salary on Kessel. Hey, no. Hey, they don't care about that rent at that place anymore. They're moving. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they're going to move the team to their brother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they got money to spend this year. But really, though, like, what, what are some destinations for Kessel here? Like, he's such, a, he's such a complex piece because when he's putting in the effort, he can be really good. But it can be difficult to convince him to put that effort in. You know, what, what kind of a team takes on 
It's kind of weird to say this at his age, but he's almost a bit of a project. Like, who, who takes him on? My best guess would be the team that seems to take on all of these types of players, and that's Vegas. You know, a little bit older, skilled, maybe not a top liner, but... I feel like he'd be motivated to play good there, too. Yeah, like he'd want to stay there. Or like Colorado or something? Mm. No. No, I would, I would see him fit better in Vegas than Colorado, but... The, the one interesting thing I was going to say about him, maybe this is me reading too far into it, is I don't think you want him on a team that has a whole bunch of young guys on it. Because he, he's not really... He's not really the mentor you want for a young player, (laughs) I don't think. He's not much of a leader. (laughs) No. No, he's someone you want to be able to shove on, like, the second or even the third line in in more of a, yeah, a a lower down role. You don't want him leading your team and showing them what to do. You want him helping out with what you're already doing. All right, send him to Minnesota. I think that would be his own personal hell. I think he would like it there even less than Arizona. I think everyone would like Minnesota less than Arizona, including Kirill Kaprasov. Yeah, he would have rather played in St. Petersburg than St. Paul. (laughs) Too bad he didn't get a contract there. (laughs) They didn't even offer him one, even though he said they did. Yeah, yeah, they said they're going to pay me 10 million bucks a year. They came out like a day later and they were like, we we are not doing that. There's just no. Sure, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, buddy. Uh, moving over to uh, New Jersey, Jack Hughes got injured, and it sounds like he's going to miss some time. Did you guys see the hit? Not really boarding. He was up against the boards, but got almost thrown to the ice a little bit, and his head and neck kind of bent awkwardly. In my opinion, it's not a dirty hit. It's just a really unfortunate outcome. Yeah, it looked like a. It looked like, to me, it was a accidental sleuth foot. If that's such a thing. No, it, it kind yeah, of is. It wasn't like that P.K. Subban one. Yeah, he just <laughs> threw his leg out. <laughs> but then what, like, I'll admit, it's half parts funny, half parts sad that you, uh, when he goes off, there was a video taken by a fan actually looking from like the third or fourth row on the tunnel that he walked down. And you can see as soon as there's one step off of the bench oh. into the hallway yeah, and he hunches. just screams because he's mad. Yeah. And he knows he's going to miss time. And it was actually, it was really relatable for me because I got hit in lacrosse one game and it was really bad. I still have some minor back issues from it. And I, I remember the whole play. And it was just, I remember that exact feeling, just getting off and knowing that I probably wasn't going to be in the next game because it hurt that bad. Yeah, that uh, that happened to me too with uh, playing lacrosse as well. And I ended up with shoulder surgery. What, what happened? What was the hit like? So... I was driving to the net and I got hit from behind into the goalie. Mm-hmm. And like that that part wasn't the worst of it. It was when I went to like push up to stand up. The guy came right down on my back shoulder oh. and just cross checked me and it literally just snapped the tenant right then and there. Oh god. That I, sucks. I, I ended up playing out the rest of the playoffs. Of course you did. Because I'm not very smart like that. But uh yeah, it was it was kinda like what more damage can you do? Yeah. But yeah. I'm still uh still trying to recover from that. Uh, mine, I our team was transitioning from defense to offense, and I was actually on the bench, and I jumped on, and right away one of the guys that was coming off for a change threw me a pass, and it was a bit of a suicide pass because I saw they had a guy just tanking right at me, <laughs> and so I turned around because there was no one between me and their net, so I'm like, he's gonna catch up to me, but if I can run part way down, you know, we can get going. Yeah, and I was thinking, okay, he's gonna run, try to get my stick or whatever, he's gonna try to hit around me. 
So it was kind of running almost to the side. The guy went straight through my back. Like didn't, <laughs> I had no speed yet. I'd maybe taken three steps off the bench. He had a full head of steam coming oh, down. God. Just ran me over. And I, I remember getting up. My dad was the head coach that game. And even he was like, yeah, that's, he's, you're done. You're done. <laughs> and, but that, just that seeing Jack Hughes get up and like his neck, he's almost holding it sideways. Like he can't straighten it. That's exactly how I felt. I, I don't know anyone else with a back injury. So I guess we'll just move on from that. This is a great joke you keep making. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. It's fun. Well, you, you don't chime in when you're supposed to. So. Oh, okay. Well, how's your back? <laughs> Awful. <laughs> but the story isn't like fun or sports related. It's just I have a bad back. Oh, I, like, thought you, I thought you took a bad hit. I thought you. Uh, well, I used to play in front of the net on the power play. And right. I'm, I'm a taller guy. So I'd play like the Zidane Char role in front of the net. And the goalies would cross-check me or slash me or blocker me. And the D-men would cross-check me. It's like I'd take a beating, but there was never one specific incident. That's really that interesting of me getting my back just mangled by these guys. I remember there was one time Tyler and I were playing together. It's kind of a weird play, but there was a guy who was coming in on Tyler. Maybe you want to tell the story. And he kind of went between him and his D-partner. Oh, God. There you go. Like, <laughs> that clicked. There you go. Is that the one where... Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you, know, you know the story. You know the story. Just tell right, the story. Let, tell let's the story. hear this. So who did this happen to? <laughs> the guy on Semiamu. Yeah, some, oh, okay. other, some other player they were playing against. Yeah, RIP to his career. Um, yeah, oh, Tyler no. ended this kid's career for sure. <laughs> well, actually, it wasn't really Tyler. It, it, it wasn't was, really my fault. So I was coming across... And it, was, it, was, it was a one-on-two. There was one forward, and then there was Tyler and his D-partner. Okay. No, it wasn't my D-partner. It was Nick. No, he was following the play. He's the one who tripped him. Yeah. So it was it was a one-on-two. It, it was two, a one-on-two. Okay. And then the centerman was coming back to back check. So right. there was the one forward on their team and then three of our players. Anyway, go so ahead. So he, he, was, he was pushing up, and uh, our centerman actually ended up kind of tripping him. So he kind of became off balance and, let's say, was falling into my hip check. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say his legs went straight up and he landed oh. face first into the ice and uh, then the ambulance and stuff had to come. And, oh, no. But uh, we were losing that game. We ended up coming back to win. Yeah. said <laughs> turning point when uh, our centerman got a five-minute penalty and I got yeah. nothing. And it was really funny, too, because the next game the kid got suspended. <laughs> he got suspended for tripping. Yeah. I've never heard of that in my Five life. Five in a game and a tripping suspension. <laughs> And I and I put this guy in a hospital and didn't even end up with a two minute penalty. Jesus, which was good because I had a fairly good tournament after that. that yeah, was, I'll that say was a turning point of my my uh, my tournament. So yeah, thanks thanks for taking one for the team there, bud. See, like I I could almost see getting suspended for tripping, but not like that. Like I could see if you were chasing down a puck for icing, and you like gave the guy in front of you a can opener and he slid headfirst into the boards because you're going full steam. I could see that being a suspension for tripping. Like that that's really not different from boarding to me. It's a dangerous play on the boards, but it's not a hit, it's a trip. So I I could see that being a suspension for tripping. What you just described is, is not what I would be picturing. Yeah. See, I don't think it should have been a suspension at all. Just it should have just been a <laughs> clean play. No, it should have just been a two-minute tripping penalty. 
I wouldn't have killed the guy if he wasn't falling. Right. <laughs> so he should have stood on his feet. <laughs> so I might have ended up with a two-minute whatever, catching him off, yeah. off guard, right. blindside. Blind I don't know. There was a lot of penalties that probably could have been called. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but tripping, I mean, it should have been a two-minute trip and maybe a suspension for me, but... Yeah, I don't know. You got anything you want to say to him in case he's listening? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay yet? Yeah. Have you woken up yet? Exactly. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh yeah, he knocked him out. Yeah, like out cold. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, he was out cold on the ice. Uh, I remember like, the coach came sprinting out onto the ice. It was a pretty scary scene. But... This guy looked like he went up in a rocket ship and came back down. Oh man, <laughs> just a tiny little guy. And yeah, I felt bad. Yeah, that's always scary to see. We had a guy in a lacrosse game who had a seizure once on the floor. That oh, was scary. He he had one, too. Yeah, that's what knocked him out. Oh. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you got covered was, all the bases. I, I was kind of avoiding that part, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's rough. Well, yeah, a lot, a lot of fun stories when Tyler and I used to play together. <laughs> I guess so. We'll yeah. get into some of those. Twin towers on defense. Oh, yeah. Okay, so moving on from that, we've actually got a bit of a special little segment for you guys here. I guess we should have done it maybe a week or two Yeah, ago. it would have been special <laughs> if we did it a while ago. Now it's just like, really? <laughs> well, I mean, we're only a couple games in. They're yeah, still pretty yeah. bold. Uh, right. We are making our predictions for the NHL awards this year. Uh, who we think is going to win. You know, the Hart, the Rocket, the Selkie, all those fun things. Yeah, we'll call these our preseason predictions, and then we'll do like mid-seasons or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And we're, yeah. Again, sorry, we know these are a bit late, but we don't have much to go off of because some teams haven't even played three games yet. So they're still pretty uh, pretty bold predictions. Uh, some of them have played three games and won all three of them, by the way. Like the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> well, believe it or not, none of them cracked my list. So. You don't You don't have uh, Darlene as the Norris winner? You don't have Craig Anderson as the Vezina? <laughs> no. Well, no. Vezina's runner-up. I don't even Demko. know who their coach is. Yeah. He's definitely my pick for the Jack Adams. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if they can keep it up. Let's start off with a fun one here. Let's do the Hearts, the most valuable player overall. Connor McDavid. Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's... It, it's the way it is. It's just okay. the way it is. <laughs> Suck it up, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Eat shit. It's the way it is. Yeah, McDavid's not valuable, clearly. Well, <laughs> no, obviously no one's arguing that. Unless Connor McDavid gets injured, I don't see how it's not him. We'll see by the end of the year. Yeah, Okay. we'll, we'll see. Let's go for another fun one that uh, people always love to hate, which is the Norris. Because the NHL gets in trouble all the time for just picking the defenseman that gets the most points. They don't actually pick the best defenseman in the league. Well, if they would have picked the defenseman with the most points, Roman Yossi wouldn't have got it that one year. But he did, so he eat did. shit. <laughs> For the Norse, I actually have Petrangelo this year. Oh, okay. Why is that? Because I think the way that the NHL picks it is often, like I said, not the best defenseman, but the one in the best position to succeed. And hmm. I think he's in that position with Vegas because they're a very strong team in pretty much all areas on the ice. Okay. He's got a lot of support, uh, both offensively and defensively. And let's be real, the guy's a wicked defenseman. So I think all that mixed together in a blender, you've got your Norris. I actually went in a bit of a different direction from you. Because last year, Adam Fox won. And I don't think any of those arguments really apply to him. No. Because the Rangers weren't that good last year. But no, the, the player I'm going to go with, and I realize I'm going way out on a limb here, but I'm actually going to go with Jamie Drysdale in Anaheim. He, wow, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. He's still classified as a rookie. Yeah, well, I still, yeah. He he did play a few games last year though, and he had a decent showing. And um, I think that 
you know, Anaheim has a really good roster, a good young roster. I think they could surprise some people this year. And, I mean, the rest of my picks are pretty safe, so I figured I'd go out on a limb and go with Jamie Drysdale. My Norris winner is Miro Heiskanen. No way. Yep. I, I was I was debating with him, actually. I, I kind of figured we might be on the same, mm-hmm. same path there. But, uh, yeah, no, I just think he's a good young stud who's – Good defensively, can put up good points, and uh, one of these years he's going to surprise a lot of people, and he's going to win the Norris. So yeah. I'm hoping it's this year. Yeah, I, I would I agree with that completely. I could see that. I, again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't strongly say it would be this season, but yeah, I, I would be shocked if that guy retires without a Norris or two. Let's do that other fun one then. The uh, most points of any player in the NHL by the end of the regular season, and uh, well, for, I'm just going to ask while looking at you guys. Am I going to get surprised by either of what you say, or did we all go the route that I think we all went? I'm not surprised at nobody on this one. All right. Connor okay. McDavid. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. <laughs> Connor McDavid. <laughs> Come on now. Like, yeah. like, last year he had well over 100 points in 52 games. That's mental. Yeah. And he's already on pace for, for some pretty good numbers this year. So, no. Well, we are, we, he is not four games into the season, and he has a hat trick. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's, he, he's gonna keep doing this. Yeah. He's on another level. He looks like he yeah. should be playing in the division above the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a new level. <laughs> you know, I was maybe this is bold. Do you think the Art Ross could get renamed to the McDavid in our lifetimes? Like, I'm I'm obviously talking like after he retires and stuff, but like, if he wins this thing, like realistically, six seven years in a row, you think the Rocket could be switched to the Ovechkin? No. Because no. it being called the Rocket is such a cool yeah, name. Exactly. <laughs> it is. I, I think no matter what, you're not changing the name of anything. The funny else. thing is, when yeah. I was looking this up to write down all the awards we'd have to do, I almost didn't recognize the Rocket because it's actually just called the Maurice Richard Trophy. <laughs> yeah. But I've never called it that once. <laughs> yeah. It took me and I was like, what's this? Oh, it's the Rocket. Yeah. No, I think unless any of these guys get canceled, none of their trophies <laughs> are going to get renamed. Yeah, Maurice Richard's getting yeah. canceled. <laughs> Yeah. I've got one that I'm going to save till the end, one that I think should be renamed, but I'll, I'll get to that later. Let's go with the Calder. Calder's a fun one, too. I got Cole Caulfield. He's just he he's the only one of these players that is proven at the NHL level to some degree already. Uh, not only was he proven, he's been proven against some pretty damn good teams. So I know the Habs aren't doing great, but we're only a couple games in. I think Caulfield can walk away with this thing. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> that didn't sound convincing. Well, no, I, I sure, don't, I don't yeah, think so. yeah, whatever, Mark. Well, I disagree I too. So I think it's a, <laughs> that, no, that's fair. That's I think fair. it's a safe pick, but I don't think yeah. it's necessarily a good one. I'm uh, I'm going with uh, Mason McTavish, another duck. So you think Jamie Drysdale is going to win the Norris, yeah. but not the Calder? He'll be the best defenseman in the NHL, but not the best rookie. No, Mason McTavish is going to be even better. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was doing this quickly. Maybe I don't think Man, this, if you're but... right on this, the Ducks are going to be a dynasty <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> they still have Trevor Zegras. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, man. I don't know. Okay, well, I put more thought into the Calder, and, and I'll, I'll be honest as to why. Okay. So um, Mason McTavish was just drafted, and he's already made the NHL. Uh, I think there has to be something said to that. Also, I think that the rookie class this year is significantly weaker than it has been in a lot of years past. That's true. I, I really don't think Cole Caulfield's that great of a player, and I don't think he's going to win the, the Calder at all. Okay, well, I'm going a completely different route. I went with the goalie. I think Spencer Knight is going to take the crease this year. That's that's a good pick, actually. And I think he's going to win the Calder. 
Borowski does look good, though, in his two games <laughs> that, that he's played. <laughs> but Spencer Knight looked unreal last game. Okay. So, so no. on your list, Bobrovsky's going to win the Vesna and <laughs> Knight's going to win. All right, that's a hell of a goalie to end. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I, – I, I could see that, actually. That That's a reasonable pick. I just – I have so much trouble – the NHL almost ruined my faith in goalies with Bennington. And I, I agree, Pedersen should have won. But if Bennington didn't win the Calder, it is going to be really hard for a goalie to do it. Yes, but – Bennington did start halfway through. I, he played amazing, yeah. but he didn't play the whole season. Yeah, well, that that's, again, why he didn't win yeah. and why I, I think they made the right decision with that. But still, the games he did play were so good. Oh, he was right? phenomenal. But, yeah, and, and then he got nervous. What are you talking about? He won the cup. <laughs> yeah, then he got nervous. No, then he stopped caring. All right, let's go with the, uh, the Jack Adams there for the best coach in the NHL. Jake, why don't you start us off with this one? Okay, um, so I think the Jack Adams always goes to a coach of a team that does better than they're expected to, mm-hmm. right? And so I think, you know, a safe pick would be going with, you know, Brenda Moore. They always have a – Caroline usually has a pretty good season, whatever. I could pick one of I think he w- won it last year, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah, which last year they did have a really good season for what they were expected to. Yep. But, you know, so they're expected to be good this year, so I wouldn't go with him. Anyway, I'm going to go with Dean Evison. He is the head coach of the Minnesota Wild. I think they're going to have a good season, and I think uh, I think he's going to be a big, big reason as to why. They don't have a lot of stars on that team, but uh, I think they're going to have a good season. So I'm going to go with Dean Evison. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going with Brendan Moore, back-to-back. You are going with Brendan Moore. Okay. Back-to-back. Guy's an absolute legend, absolute beauty. He's he's taking it. That's okay. fair. I like him. Certified local boy, too. Absolutely. So he's got that going for him. Where's he from? I have no clue. <laughs> Where's he from, Marcus? It's a hit. The northern interior. Yeah, he's not, he's not local. <laughs> That's local enough for me. He's not local. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yep. No. My other pick was a certified local boy, too. Who's that? Yeah. Craig Baruby. Okay. My other pick, Joel Quinville. That that would yeah. be a good pick. Yep. I'm this this one, you know, you could say it's another safe one, but this team should not be as good as they are, and they have been for a few years. I'm going with the Islanders head coach. Barry Trotz. This team, on paper, should not be this good in the playoffs. I mean, this well, year, this the year they look pretty good. Yeah, because well, they got good players and a lot of them. That's true, but that's they've what, just never been good in the regular season. If they have yeah. a good, well, regular they've been season, good enough to make it to the playoffs. Yeah, so. well, exactly, but barely, right? Like they've but never it, it gone into matter, the high barely. Seat. They get what needs to be done done when it needs to be done. I think I might have messed up how I said that, but I'm well, going to roll with it. Until they get to playing Tampa Bay, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah, the Stanley Cup champions yeah. who were $18 million right. over the salary cap who they lost to in game seven of the third round yeah. by one goal. And the year before that, Bunch how many games cheaters. was it? Six? Yeah. They, anyway, they lost to Tampa two years in a row in the yeah. third round. Well, either way, I think Trotz could walk out with this. Yeah, maybe. Let's go with the Selkie. Best defensive forward. See, this one usually goes between three players that are yep. always nominated. Ryan O'Reilly, <laughs> uh, Alexander Barkov, and Patrice Bergeron. Mm-hmm. But I'm changing it up this year. Okay. Whoa. Yep. My Selkie pick is Anze Kopitar. That's okay. what I'm going with. I don't think he's got as well-rounded of a game as the other guys, though. I, you'll be, I think he does. Okay. He's always been good in the defensive zone. And he's yeah. got uh, wins his, a lot of faceoffs. That's for sure. Yeah, and his offensive game is is coming back this year. Oh yeah, he's got off to a good start. So I uh, I think he's uh, he's gonna have a good season 
on uh, right. both ends of the ice. All right. I did go for one of those three players you mentioned earlier, and uh, I went with Barkov. Uh, I got to say, he looks good. I like what he's been doing. He's on a good team that, again, can support him, and they will make him look maybe even better than he already is. I know it's the safe pick. I know it's the boring one, but it's the one that makes the most sense, and I, I would be the least surprised of any player if he won it. Yeah, I picked Barkov, too. Okay. <laughs> All right. You got got any reasons that are different than mine? um, Well, I just add this onto it. He's on a better team this year than he was last year. Florida is better this year than they were last year. And yeah, I'd I'd be surprised if he didn't win it. I think he's a runaway favorite this year. Yeah, uh, I'm on that train. Let's do the Rocket, the aforementioned Maurice Richard trophy that no one will ever and has ever called it. (laughs) For the Rocket, I think the guy makes a comeback. I think the grade eight takes this one. I think Ovechkin's really? walking home with it. Yep. He he's looking good again, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, he uh he's he's definitely gonna score a lot of goals. It's just whole bunch. If he scores the most, he's gonna score the most. Well, here's the thing. I think fully healthy, Matthews would do it. I, I do. I think that wrist is gonna bug him during the season, and I think he's gonna miss more time. He's, he's already missed the first few games of this season. Yeah. And that, well, he's back now, but yeah. He is back, but that team is known for rushing players back in before they're ready to be in. So mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if I would even say come Christmas time, he has to sit out for a while longer. Just a quick side note. Uh, did you guys hear about Nick Robertson? I knew he was, was he injured? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he was only 18 years old during the 2020 playoffs. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, he uh, he broke his leg. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, he's out for like 10 weeks at least. Wait, oh that's God. not even that long for breaking your leg. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a uh, projected time off. Right. But yeah, yeah, the kid broke his leg. Yikes. Yeah. And he's, wait, that was, so he's got to be only 20 now. <laughs> <laughs> Quick yeah. maths. Yeah, he's only 20. Wow. Can you believe that? He's only uh, 20. <laughs> that's uh, that's brutal. Hate the Leafs, but you know, when, when you see an injury, you never, you never yeah. like to see that. So, yeah. Anyway, so my rocket winner, I'm going with Sam Reinhardt. Wow. (laughs) Yes, sir. That is a very bold pick. Okay, and I think I have a pretty convincing reason as to why you guys might actually believe me on this one. So last year, he got 25 goals as a member of the Buffalo Sabres. Yep. That was in the condensed season. Matthews had 41. Granted, that's a few more than 25. Yeah. But Reinhardt's on a better team, better line, uh, longer season. I think he can do it. I, I think he can do it. I think I could see him finishing top 10. That's where I, he finished last year. I Yeah, and that's what I mean. I think he'll do it again. Number one is a stretch. Like, I could I could see it, but I would be surprised by it. If if Florida was playing Barkov, Huberto, and Reinhardt together, then yes. But, because but that's not happening. That's not the case because they have Barkov and Huberto split. I don't know. You never know. He, he could light it up. I think he gets a lot of power play goals, though. Yep. I could I could definitely see that. So, we'll see. But he's my pick. I And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. And then that team's good. Like, they've already shown they are a good team. And, uh, yeah, he's going to get a lot of goals. All right. My rocket pick, which they should change the name to the Ovechkin because he's going to win it again. <laughs> wow, okay. So there, oh, you're on my team. I'm on your one. team, Marcus. Okay. The grade um, eight is coming back. And and I'll, I'll admit, part of this is me really thinking it could happen. There's another part of me that's just rooting for the guy. Like, oh. who does not want to watch him break Gretzky's record eventually? Dude, I yeah. want to see him get 100 goals this year. Yeah, no. I He's don't want to. probably not getting 100 goals. Yeah. But 
everyone wants to see that guy. I almost said break a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see him break a hundred goals this season, but it's not yeah, gonna happen. No, no it's not yeah. happening. But that would be absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to be able to watch the game where he breaks Gretzky's record. I want to have that memory going forward. That game. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, oh, I'm going to buy tickets to like every game where he's like close to beating it. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep going. All right. Well, I, I don't yeah. care. I'm going to be like, I call my boss and be like, yo, I need time off. I'm chasing Ovechkin's dream with them. <laughs> yeah. our, our Twitch account might have to make a little bit more money for us yeah. to do that. Yeah. The Vancouver boys on the road with Ovechkin. The Vancouver <laughs> boys on the road. See if they'll let us on the team plane. Oh, that'd be unreal. Hey, we're a Vancouver-centric podcast. Mind if we hang out with you guys? <laughs> Ovi. Yeah. yeah. Big Ovi fans. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Tyler will sit with Oshi. We'll, we'll sit with Ovi. Yeah, Marcus will fight Tom Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. We'll go gloves and helmets in the locker room. Sure. Oh, I'll sit God. with Peter Laviolette and lecture him about how he likes <laughs> <laughs> Sure, you'd love nothing more. Yeah, interrogate the guy. Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, this is a great pitch for them to let us on the plane, by the way. <laughs> it's never happening. Here, I'll fight oh. you. He'll bother TJ Oshie. Jake hates your coach. <laughs> I don't hate him. I'll I'm even disappoint him. I'll even wear <laughs> I'll even wear, Hate is a strong word. I'll even wear my Blues Oshi jersey. <laughs> Never mind getting on the plane. We're going to a restraining order. <laughs> One phone call. That's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right. And now to everyone's favorite to debate. Oh, yeah. The Vesna Award for the best goalie in the NHL. You know what, Jake? I, I hate surprises. So uh, why don't you go first? Because we have no idea <laughs> what you're going you to say. You are not in for a surprise. I said it weeks ago, and I got to stand by my man, UC Saros. He's going to win the Vesna this year. I think he. I really think he could have made a really good run for it. If they if weren't. If he was two inches taller. <laughs> <laughs> or if they weren't rebuilding. Yeah, yeah there's that. That's going to hurt I don't his care. chances. I don't care. Even if he gets traded, which I, God, I hope he doesn't. And I don't think he will. But I think he's going to win the Vesna. He's going to have a wicked year. Preds are going to finish dead last, but he's going to have a great year. I think if he gets traded to the Colorado Avalanche, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he wins the best. Yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah, no, I, I think this award, we always talk about more than any other award as being the one where it matters if you're on a good team or not. Yeah. Connor McDavid has proven that the heart does not care yeah. how good or bad of a team you're on. Yeah, This one... This one matters. Yeah, Philip Grubauer getting nominated last year. Yeah. <laughs> kind of tells you all you need to know. It says a lot. And, and I wish my pick for that would contradict it, but it doesn't. This is a, a goalie on a good team who I don't even like that much because I think he is overrated. Uh, but looking at the options this year, I think Andre Vasilevsky, or as we affectionately call him, Vasilevsky, <laughs> has, uh, I think he has the best shot this year. So... Might not be my pick if I was voting, but if I had to guess who gets the most votes, I I've got to stick with him. Wow, I'm surprised you didn't say Demko. No, no, no. He's getting nominated. Don't you worry. It, it, that game in Buffalo was a poor one, but that's okay. <laughs> it's just one game. That's just one game. All right. I, I think he'll, he'll still get nominated, but I, I think your your winner is uh, going to be good old Vasilinski. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm going to go on a different route on this one. No, because. I mean, if you're if you were guessing on who I would pick, now's the time to throw out your guess. Sergey Bobrovsky. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm going with Igor Shesterkin. Okay. I I think he's got a better team in front of him now than before, mm -hmm. and I think he's going to be absolute lights out behind them. So 
He's a goalie I know is very talented, and I just I I do not watch enough New York Rangers games. You know, I I need to watch more of him, but mm-hmm. I I've always liked them as a team. So yeah, I I hope they do good. I watched the uh, the Toronto New York game the other day. So did and I. that do that overtime. Oh, that was such insane! A, such a good overtime. But yeah, no, Artemi Panarin with the winner. His celly was so goofy. Oh, I know. He was like <laughs> jumping in the air. And stuff. His hair is fucking all over the place. Yeah, it was goofy. But yeah, no, it's just Turkin. He's he's a good goalie, man. It's a good pick. But before we move on to whatever else you have planned, Marcus. Yeah. Because we're putting this on record, and because this is going to be something we're going to look back to in the future, I got to have more of a serious pick for the Norris than Jamie Drysdale. As much as I'd love to say that, you know, I think he's going to win. I obviously don't. But I just don't want to be lame and pick someone that's obvious. So I think realistically, Adam Fox is probably going to win it again. You think he's going to yeah. take it again, eh? Yeah. Okay. That that would be my more realistic answer. That, but I wish I could say Jamie Drysdale. I, and and I can't even argue with you too much on it. Like that's the only back to backer other than the Connor McDavid picks. Yeah. For me, the so. Connor McDavid. That's going to be a pretty easy pick for quite yeah. a few years to come, I think. Yeah. But uh, anyway, what else you got planned for us? Well, the inbox. What are, what, what are we doing? We are. Jumping into <laughs> the inbox splash, <laughs> splash. Yeah, we we need we need Bloop. a button on the oh, sound yeah. box for the splash. We're gonna yeah. jump Bloop. on into the inbox splash. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we use that for something else. Oh, right, that, that's that's taken. That's taken. Well, we got a lot of responses on the inbox this week. Actually, yeah, busy, busy week. Most of you just begging us not to talk about the Buffalo game, <laughs> which uh, I, I'm on that train. I'm on that train. Don't worry. Um, but we already did. <laughs> but we've already done it. We're sorry. Yeah. Clearly, we don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> I think the most interesting one came from a longtime listener who says, please touch on the awful officiating in the NHL. Some things never change. I, I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, I'll refer you to last year's. Yeah, I wanted to get one early on Nashville there. Okay. <laughs> th- you know what? I got to be honest. You you might take the opposite side for me on this, and and that's okay. I don't think he should have been fired for no, that. I don't either. Because think about it. What ref, any ref, hasn't made a makeup call before? Yeah. They all have. They're supposed to. It's expected of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it sucks that he got caught with his mic on for an extra, you know, second and a half there where they, they caught that. But I'll, I'll turn your attention to the Buffalo game. Sorry, all those fans who asked specifically that I didn't do that. While we were on the power play... Rathbone got tripped and it was it was a bad trip. Like it was like a Bobby Orr flying through the air, blatant trip in front of the ref, and they didn't call it because we were already on the power play. That would have made it a two-man advantage in a tie game. It instantly, after that power play ended, Buffalo scored their two goals in about a minute. Did it change the outcome of the game? Maybe, maybe not. Was it an intentional non-call? Yes. And there's no debating it. Actually, speaking of Rathbone, he was actually one of the one bright spots last game. Yeah, he, he looked, looked great. Really good. Yeah. He was moving the puck. He was skating. He was dangling everyone. Too bad he didn't draw more penalties. Yeah, <laughs> if only. <laughs> Nothing he could have done about that, though. Yeah, we're not even a week into the season. We've already had... A, there, there's a team that didn't even make it a full game into their into their existence without having a bad call that people were talking about. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I, I got to agree with our listener there. It's uh, it's time something changes. Uh, Marcus, do we have any other questions? Just a lot of people 
talking about the Buffalo game, <laughs> okay. which, which we did cover extensively right. at the top of the show. But thank you to all of our listeners who so passionately hate this hockey team <laughs> as much as I do. But yeah, uh, yeah no, you, you guys are awesome. Thank you for all the responses. And I think we did actually indirectly answer all of these questions already. Okay. So, um, and I guess we've... Uh, I guess it's time to move on. And speaking of the time, Jake, have you checked the time recently? I have no... Uh, Oh, it's time for Tyler's surprise headline. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It might make a meteorite land in your bed. It's Tyler's surprise headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh, yeah. All right. He's getting way too excited about this. I'm scared. I love no, this at least story. He didn't, he didn't ask us to get ready. <laughs> That's right. That's how you know it's a bad one. Yeah. No, this one. This one's funny. I love this story. All right, let's okay. hear it. An iguana wearing a bandana attacked a man in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. <laughs> are are the iguanas forming a street gang? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what color was the bandana? Red or blue? <laughs> yes. I, east side or west side? Yeah. Oh, my God. It doesn't have yeah. pictures, sadly. <laughs> the iguana had no blood in its veins. All crep. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait. It came out on its back legs running with, like, the blood <laughs> gang signs. <laughs> Just standing up. I'd be terrified just, <laughs> just throwing gang signs yeah. at him. Like, Yo, chill, chill, chill. Yeah. <laughs> no, Iguana uh, flashes a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Is it explained how he ended up wearing a bandana? No, it, 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 it literally jumped the fence into these people's backyard. Uh, bandana to, already on. Already on. He was trying to get away from the cops. And, yeah. <laughs> and then went after these two. And the neighbor next door ended up phoning the the police or whatever <laughs> and was like, um, there's an iguana. <laughs> Wearing a bandana. Attacking the neighbors. <laughs> it's it's so much to wrap my head around. Yeah. Like, it was a turf war. In Miami. <laughs> how, how big was the iguana? Oh, uh, this thing, like, from what it says, it looked like it was about two to three feet long. Holy Whoa, shit. okay, so it's that's... Like a dog. <laughs> yeah. This thing was was the king. Yeah. It was the leader of the iguana gang. Because I've seen sure. iguanas that are like six, eight inches long. Maybe. No, no, this thing was like yay big. <laughs> For our listeners, he held his hands away like two apart. to three feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yay emphasis, equals two to three feet. Emphasis on the yay. Because yay. <laughs> I was trying to picture earlier like a little one. I was like, where'd they find a little bandana for him? But uh, now I'm like, damn, he would have filled it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he went and found the bandana. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who he mugged to get that bandana. Like, you know, he, he found his first victim, took yeah. his bandana, and then was like, yo, I'm running the streets now. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. Holy cow. Yeah, that was funny. Man, that's Florida stories are always the least predictable yeah. things, man. That's right. It's been a while since we've been in Florida, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think it's been a few weeks. Wasn't the last one the lady in the golf cart driving through the police standoff? <laughs> I, my butt I, naked. I think it might have been. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, about been, time we returned. Been a while, Florida. Good, to be, Florida. good to be home. Yeah. Tyler's Prize Headline, sponsored by the state of Florida. Yeah, yeah. We, we came to Canada for a bit. Been yeah. there, done that. Now, uh, now we're yeah. back. back to yeah. Florida. Canada's boring. Back to Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Canadian stories just sound like nothing compared to that stuff. <laughs> anyway, yeah. well, I think that about does it for this one, boys. Yeah, puts a nice little bow on it. Yep. I'll remind our listeners: if you ever want to get in touch with us for any reason, you can always reach us via email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail.com. And on social media, you can reach us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube, all of which at Vancouver Boys Podcast. We also have a Twitter account where you can find us at vancouverboys underscore. And with regards to Twitch, we are streaming every Wednesday after we record our podcast. So around 8 to 9 o'clock is when we start Pacific Standard Time. And most Fridays. And most Fridays. So... Come check us out. But uh, if you're listening to this episode on the date of release, we are not streaming. Why? Because the boys are going to the first Abbotsford Canucks game at the Abbotsford Center. Yes, sir, we are. And we'll tell you all about that next week. That's right. Uh, That's it from us this week. So thank you very much for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Oh, wait, someone's got to scream the, which one of you does it? The, follow the Twitch. They can watch us on Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right, we're out. (laughs) 